Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey everyone, this Hey everyone, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie, Coach Amy. So fun to have all three of us back together. Um, and we are continuing to talk about believing new things. So here's the deal. Why is it so hard to change your current thought, to change a thought that you've been thinking? I'm going to get a little bit into the science of it. So we have what we are what we call neural pathways. A neural pathway is just a pathway that is created in your brain when you think a thought. And the more that you've thought that thought, the more often, the longer length of time, the stronger that neural pathway is. I like to think about it like a freeway, right? This is a road that, I mean, it has got lots of lanes. It's got lights and signage. You can like fly along it. And so whenever possible, your brain is always like that neural pathway is the most effective, easiest road to take. I want to take it. But the problem is that that current neural pathway is taking you to a cliff at the end of the road (laughs) is like one of those drawbridges that's up and you're just going to like fall into the water. It's not helpful. It's not giving you a result that you want. So you need to build a different neural pathway. And, um, the process of doing that is difficult. I mean, if you think about like what it's like in your city, I mean, I'm looking out at the freeway out my window right now, and they have a a different freeway that connects to it, that they're rebuilding. And it's a 10 year project and it's a mess all the time. Like you think about rebuilding a freeway, it's, it's a thing to do. Right. And so what you're asking your brain to do when you're moving from an old thought to a new thought is literally to build a new road. And your brain's like, we could take that freeway or we can like drive through everybody's front yard. No, thank you on the drive through everyone's front yard. So it takes time. It takes effort. It takes intentionality to actually build the new road. And that's why you find it so difficult to do things like swap a thought for the long term. Like you might be able to swap your thought for like a hot second, but it doesn't last because your brain's like, yeah, you're asking me to go through all of these. Like I always tell my gymnasts, like you're asking me to hack through the jungle to create a new road when there's a perfectly acceptable road right over there. So your brain is always going to want to go back to that old thought. And that's fine. That's not a problem. But being aware that it's difficult to create a new thought, but it doesn't mean it's not possible. So a lot of times we think it's not possible to believe something new and that's just not true. It just takes effort and intentionality. Amy, Allie, thoughts about that? I love the idea of, um, when I drive, when I used to drive my kids to school every day, I didn't have to think at all. In fact, this is why like, I could be listening to music, talking to my kids. And like Stacy said, you're just used to doing this thing. You don't even have to think about it. You're used to responding to certain circumstances in certain ways. And it's so easy. And what I also like to think about is you're hacking through new, new areas and you're getting the opportunity to see new views. And so for my Mm. brain, sometimes I have to go, wait, remember how we really loved seeing the view over there that we don't see very often because we don't take that road. And so it kind of reminds my brain that there's different views over here that I haven't been able to enjoy very often because I haven't chosen to take that time and the energy and intentionality. So it is a good reminder of we do. And if it takes 10 years, well, we built for me, 
40 years to get to the thoughts that I'm at. If it takes 10 years to switch a, a belief, it's going to take time because I, I spent 40 years building these beliefs. Yeah. And I like to remind myself because sometimes um, there are beliefs that have been like a lot easier for me to change. And there are beliefs that have been a lot harder for me to change. And I think that just reminding yourself that like everything's going to be, it's, there's no timeline. I wish I could be like, you know what, in one month, you're going to completely have a new belief mm-hmm. or in two weeks, but there are beliefs that I'm still working on. And there are beliefs that I like felt like I totally got on board with so fast. And so that there's really, um, you have to put work into it, but just because if you do have one of those that you have a quick one of, that doesn't mean that it's always going to be that way. And that's okay. Like the, the process is going to be different for everything. Cause sometimes I'm going to go back to construction. Sometimes you have construction and it goes really smoothly. And sometimes you have it and there's 20 million road bumps that end up happening and it, both end up getting you there. Just one takes a little longer than the other. So, yeah. and so taking that back to gymnastics, you know, to your gymnasts, like I've found in working with, with gymnasts that beliefs around one skill, um, often can happen, you know, in a couple weeks to a month, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's a skill they're more afraid of, like if they really work on it, they can come up with a, that new skill in around a month beliefs around like deeper identity, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, around like my, my belief in, in who I am as a person that my belief in my, um, ability to compete, my belief in, I'm a good gymnast. Those ones tend to, to take a lot longer and that's okay. That's normal because they do that. But here's the one fun thing that I have found with kids. They don't have 40 years of believing the old thought behind them. They usually have a couple years, right? And so, and especially like if they're not teenagers yet, they may not have any years of believing a negative thought about themselves. They just haven't really worked on believing a positive thought about themselves. So I have been floored at how quickly kids can believe something new compared to my own experiences of doing it. So just saying that to you as a coach, when you think about working through a new belief for yourself. Oftentimes the kids are actually going to get it faster than we do as adults. Really? (laughs) That's so true, actually. Yeah. And I like to add on, like, there's still a lot of them, like, right. They're still in school and most of us are not. And like, they're in this, they have this entire mindset of like, they're here to learn. Mm -hmm. And as adults, we are not always as open to that. And like, especially like people, when you go back to school later, people talk about how much harder it is because we're not used to that entire process. So like, in addition to them, not even like having that many years of like practicing this negative belief, they're also just like, oh yeah, this, I go to school and I learn, and this is what I do. I go to gymnastics and I learn, and this is what I do. And they're in this like really open-minded learning mindset. And I think that that's really fun and helpful. And so to continue to like teach it in that way, um, I think brings out the ability for them to just be really open. So, yeah, when I moved from, cause you know, I also coach entrepreneurs and, and other people, and it's always funny to me to move back and forth because um, like kids are, are in the mindset, like, oh, you're the teacher. And what you tell me is how it is. And so like teaching an adult that your thought doesn't create your feeling, not an easy thing. Like most adults are like, that's not true. My thought or that, you know, the circumstance creates my feeling, the thing that person said, I teach the kids and they're like, 
okay, really? I didn't know that. My thought creates my feeling? Okay. And they move on. And I'm like, what? That's supposed to take like a month for us to even consider to be true. <laughs> they see it. They're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> a beautiful thing about the process that we're teaching this month is the idea that practicing this new idea is the part that sometimes we forget because we tend to just fall back into our old roads and go the old yeah. way. So for coaches and for gymnasts, thought swapping in the moment gives you a temporary quick dopamine hit. Like, yeah, I, you know, I can focus on this thing and do this thing. And then the next moment they go back to their old ways. So that's the, that's the focus and the purpose of what we're doing this month is teaching you how to hold on to that new belief and yeah. actually make it be a, a long-term lasting change instead of just a momentary temporary. Yeah. That felt good right now. Now, how do I actually keep that as a, as a new belief that just is moving forward as part of me that I yeah, am yeah. this kind of person that believes this kind of thing and not just for the moment. So it's so true. I love that kids are so quick to, to adapt, but we as coaches can still continue to remind them just like we have to remind ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Okay. So thanks for refocusing us, Amy, that today we're talking about practicing that new belief. And the reason it's important is that's the, that's just like learning a new skill. The only way that they're actually going to get to it is by practicing it. Um, you know, we, we encourage them to do things like, you know, write it down in a place that they're going to see it, um, put it as a note on their phone, write it up on their mirror when they get ready in the bathroom and really practice thinking it and practice believing it. Um, but again, like it's not just practicing saying it, it's actually like taking it through the whole model, really thinking about it. It's getting to know the new belief because mm -hmm. that's part of what's motivating to start believing it is like, oh, if I believed that I would start acting this way and I would start thinking this way. And, um, uh, one of the things, so I, we're going to take you through some questions that can help you practice this new belief. So the very first step is that you're going to write down the new thought that you want to believe. Um, and then, uh, Amy, Ali, do you have this up? Do you want somebody want to take yep. the next one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is how does this thought feel when you think about it today and specifically today, because the idea is, is as you practice and you work through some of these questions, how you feel about it is going to change. And that is the entire point of practicing a belief is because when we start to believe something, our feelings about it change in a way that's going to give us energy. So this is one of the most important questions. And I would just like say the belief to yourself. I like to close my eyes because it really allows me to like focus in on my senses and just be like, okay, when I have this thought today, I'm going to go with, um, I compete as well as I practice because, um, that one can be difficult for athletes to believe. And, um, is also something that's very helpful when they do believe it. So, um, I compete as well as I practice. And when they first start, they're most likely the emotion they're going to have is going to be much more negative or, or energy draining is how I like to put it. Like, it's not going to give them, um, energy towards what they want to do. So like frustrated or annoyed, I get annoyed or angry, like, because I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> um, and so how do you feel about it today? Do you have anything to add to that? You guys? Well, and that just goes along with the whole idea of the conflicting thoughts. So just expect them, expect your brain to, to want to say, well, you don't really believe that. And for you to just be okay with that too. And say, Hey, what, it, what is your brain telling you when you try to believe this thought or this belief? 
And it's okay for your brain to give you some other thoughts too. And it's not a problem when it does. In fact, you should expect your brain to not always agree with you. (laughs) Yeah, that is number three is like, what are your conflicting thoughts? What is your brain telling you? Um, Whether it's agreeing or disagreeing. So like my brain would go to, that's not true. I hit all of my beam routines at practice. And then I went to the meet and I fell. So like, and that's not true because I have been landing all of my vaults that I went to the meet and I ran out of it. It doesn't always have to be like they, um, they fell, right? Like it could just be like, it's not the same. And so anything that feels not like that their brain is trying to disprove it, right. It's going to come up with all these reasons of like why it's not the same. And they're the conflicting thoughts. Like what is, what are these thoughts that are holding you back from believing this belief? And, um, when you start being observant of those, uh, it can be really interesting because one, you see things that you don't like realize that you're thinking like that come up and you're like, Oh, I'm actually kind of surprised that because the next part is like, what's an alternate thought? Like, can you have a counter thought to that? And sometimes it's just like, that's like completely not even true. (laughs) Like my brain is offering this to me right now. And that is not the truth. And so, um, coming up with those conflicting thoughts and then writing an alternate thought is going to be a really great, great way to do this. Does somebody want to give an example of a conflicting thought? Well, I was just going to say, we're, that's what we're going to spend a lot of time on next week is mm-hmm. how to move up the ladder. We call it the thought ladder with these alternate thoughts that you can, can tell your brain instead. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll get deeper into that, but if you're able to come up with them, that's awesome. And then we'll teach you more on how to do that, that next week. Um, but Coming back to just reminding about like how our, our lower brain works, our primary brain, mm-hmm. its job is to keep us safe. Its job is to use as little energy as possible. And its job is to seek pleasure in the moment. Mm-hmm. And what you're trying to do goes against every single one of them. So it's every, it, it is going to give you conflicting thoughts about why this isn't safe, conflicting thoughts about why this is too much work to not like not worth it and about how it's just not fun and it just doesn't want to do it. And so, um, like my gymnasts all the time are like, I just don't like that skill. It's like, well, (laughs) but it's because that your primary brain is just telling you those things. And so like, even look for those, like, what are the conflicting thoughts from the different parts of your primary brain that it's just doing its job Mm -hmm. in telling you those thoughts, because it's just trying to keep you safe and keep you surviving. Which again is the reason why you want to keep practicing the new belief is because you should expect your brain to be reminding you of all the reasons why you don't want to believe that new belief. And if you expect that and go, oh yeah, of course my brain's going to remind me that this is going to be harder than I want it to be. And it's going to be kind of scary and it's going to be not as fun. But then you keep practicing this belief of what if it's going to be more fun? What if it's not really that scary? What if I'm totally capable of doing this? And what if that would be super cool to be able to have that new road past that new view? You know, that's the piece that that's the whole piece of practicing. The purpose of practicing is to remind yourself that it's not a problem when your brain, but, but like Ali said, just observe it, just realize it and just be okay with it. And know, like Stacy said, that's its job. Its job is to keep you going down that same freeway that you're used to going down, even if you don't like the results and you're like, well, actually, I kind of want to keep moving forward and create a new result and know that you're going to keep being reminded of the old freeway until you keep practicing the other way. And then all of a sudden you'll just realize you don't even remember that the old freeway is there. Yeah. 
And so the last question is my favorite way to actually get there. And it's Mm -hmm. writing a message to yourself from your future self, who's already living this new belief. Mm -hmm. Or another way of even thinking about it is if I actually believed this, what would all be true? Mm -hmm. What would be true of my life? What would be true of the skill? What would be true already? And like making yourself actually like write a paragraph about it every single day. I found usually after about a week of like writing about it as if it's already true was so powerful in moving me to actually start believing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. And so um, working on doing that part is super, super helpful. Um, I just want to mention that like, as we're throwing all this at you, like it's a lot Like we want to teach you the whole thing. (laughs) And like, we've spent a lot of time steeped in learning these tools, practicing, teaching athletes how to, you know, like practicing. We've, we've had a master coach, like watch us teach people how to do this and give us feedback and da, da, da. So as we're just like throwing out, like, just take them through this, just say this, just do that. Like it's not actually super realistic that you can take your athletes through this, like in the level that we're talking about that. And that's okay. But just helping them start is super, super helpful. But I really do want to take this opportunity to invite you to join us because this is what we do. Like you, your job is to be a gymnastics coach. Your job is to teach them the aerial on high beam, to teach them the skills Um, and one of the things that's hard in the world of gymnastics is just kind of the expectation that a coach should be able to be everything. A coach should be a hairdresser and a nutritionist and a chauffeur and, um, a strength coach, (laughs) a strength coach, a flexibility coach, coach, all four events, coach, all levels, an athletic trainer, (laughs) an athletic trainer, rehab, you yeah. know, uh, uh, um, and then, and then this side of it, a sports psychologist and a mindset coach, like it's too much for one person to do, not even just cause it's like too hard, but you can't become an expert in everything. The way that you become an expert is you like dive deep into that thing. So you be an expert at your part and let us be the expert at mindset and at helping you and your gymnast move it. So we have a couple of different programs in, in our, in our um, company, one where we work with individual gymnasts and one where we work with entire teams. And we have an introductory course that really helps start teaching some of this stuff. And so just want to encourage you to check it out and yes, start helping your gymnast apply these things. Absolutely. You can do this, but also you don't have to do it alone. Like we are here to help. This is our passion is providing these tools and these resources, but more providing the support to the gymnastics community to learn the tools that none of us had when we were gymnasts. And we all wish we would have, our lives have been changed learning these tools after. And we all, we came together because we were like, if we would have had these as gymnasts, can you imagine the difference in our journey? Can you imagine the difference in our coaching journey? Allie is actively coaching every day, right? Not every day, but many times a week right now. And like, she's like, oh my gosh, the difference in using these tools. But she also says, I coach a lot of her kids in mindset and she coaches them on gymnastics. So even though she's trained, She's like, it's so helpful to have someone else do it because in the moment I still am like, why, (laughs) why can't they just do it? It is the same. They should just be able to do it. Like, it's just difficult as the coach to hold both roles. 
And so just wanted to take a moment to invite you guys to join us. And I just want to add to that. Um, it's more comfortable for them to be able to open up about some of their fears and thoughts, um, to somebody else, like you as the coach, they're just so worried about judgment and how, like, I know I shouldn't be thinking this. So like, and they're going to be mad that I'm thinking this because I shouldn't. And so I shouldn't tell them. And when it's somebody else, like she's not there in the gym with them. So it feels a little bit more freeing. So I've also found like, not just as like in the moment, is it hard for me? But also I know that like, just sometimes having somebody else that doesn't actually know what their gymnastics looks like has a little bit more, um, less opinions going in. And, and also, um, allows the freedom for the athlete to feel that way. So I encourage it in that way too, where like, yeah, they might be more willing to talk to me about like personal things, but like when it comes to like gymnastics, they think that you're judging them at all times and, and they have a harder time opening up. And I am not like a yeller, right? Like if you see my personality, I have this personality in the gym too. So it's not like I'm a scary person and it's still like just so much more comfortable for them to talk to an outside source. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So anyways, check us out uh, notes down in the show notes below about how to get in touch with us. We would really love to help. So next week, we're going to keep on the journey of learning to believe something new. See you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.